0: welcome to our teaching today where christ's word is the center of our world we are about to listen to the undiluted word of god from the throne of
1: grace with pastor philip Branson bello second corinthians chapter 3
0: verse 18.
1: if you ever say amen. amen it
0: says but we all with open face beholding us in the glass the glory of the Lord what are we beholding the, the, the glory of the Lord says that we are changed into the same image from what from glory to glory even as what by the spirit of the Lord so say after me I am being changed, am being changed. into the same image from glory to To glory, Glory. all right. Um, It is important for us to know that um, when we talk about destiny for the believer, destiny is not just talking about a place. Destiny is not actually talking about a place only, but destiny is talking about a person. Okay, destiny is about a person. So your destiny is to be. like somebody your destiny is to be like jesus that's your destiny your destiny is to be conformed to be shaped into the character and the mold of somebody so when we talk about destiny as believers we don't limit destiny to a particular place where you're going to be no we see destiny as a person so say destiny is a person now, in the beginning, God said, now let us make man in our image, and what our likeness. Then the Bible says, and God made man in his image. Which means that from the original intention of God, Adam was meant to look just like Jesus. Because it didn't say, and God made man in their image. It says, and God made man in what? His image. So there is somebody in the trinity that was picked out that mankind would look just exactly like and that's the person of Jesus. Romans chapter 8 verse 29 to whom he foreknew, he also what? Predestined that he should be conformed to the image of his first son. Or the image of his son who has now become the firstborn amongst many brethren. So what that means is that we are conformed daily into the image of the person of Jesus. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And what that tells you is that everything about your life is heading to who Jesus is. Praise the Lord. If that gives you joy, if that gives you... Um, um, peace in your heart, you rejoice about it because you know that you are becoming more like Jesus every day. Now, let me explain this. Like I always say, there is your experience and there is your position. Your position is who you already are in Christ Jesus. Now, that's your reference point. So say after me, my my reference point. Reference point is what you fall back to. That's what you fall back to. So, What do you fall back to? Who you are in Christ Jesus. That's your reference point. But your experience are the things that you go through daily. The things that you face. Discouragement. um, Sometimes happiness. um, Whatever it is that you face. That's your experience. But your experience is not a true reality or a true picture of who you are. The true picture of who you are is in your position. So you must always see yourself as who you are in Christ Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's your reference point. So when you always fall back to your reference point, it's easy for you to interpret life. Easy for you to interpret life. When you're going through tough times, Nothing bad happens to you without the permission of God because he allows it to happen to you because he can use it for you. I get you what I'm saying? Yeah, he can use it for you. Now, if it will kill you, he will let it happen to you. Mm -hmm. He says, I created the blacksmith. I created the bows. I created the weapons that the the enemy uses to attack you. I, I created him. I I know what he's planning against you and I have suited you to be prepared for his weapons. That's why he says, no weapon formed against you shall what prosper. So there is nothing you are going through now that has not already been scanned through by God. And you must have a sense of referring back to your reference point. Now hear me, you are not, you are not a human being having spiritual experiences, but you are a spirit being having human experiences. So what's your reference point? Who you are in Jesus Christ. So say after me, who I am in Christ is my reference point. Who I am in Christ is my reference point. Now the Bible says, blessed be God who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. I have been blessed with every spiritual blessing that's a reference point because it refers back to who you are in christ jesus jesus was walking on the earth not to show us who god is but to show us who we are that's why when you are reading the bible you don't you you have to have a correct interpretation of scripture now for example you see jesus praying for somebody in the bible and he's he's trying to heal the blind man in the bible You see, Jesus healing the... You are not the blind man Jesus was praying for in the scriptures. You are actually Jesus praying for the blind man. Are you getting it? So your reference point must always be back to who he is. That's your reality. Now, you ask me, Pastor Phil, does it mean that I don't acknowledge the fact that there are challenges or I don't acknowledge the fact that there are issues or there are crises in my life? Yes, there are crises, there are issues, but there is a higher reality. Right. And when you step into I don't knowledge, awareness, I'm aware that this is it. I am aware that this is who I am in christ jesus now what your experience is is just a shadow of what will pass away in a matter of time but you must understand that who you really are is who you are in jesus christ now our text says beholding us in the mirror the glory of god you are beholding now the mirror is the word of god that's the word of god you are beholding in a mirror the glory of god and you are being changed into the same image you are being changed now i told you that who christ is, is who you are right that's your reference point so what you are beholding is your true picture mm-hmm. you are looking at your true picture when you want to look at your true picture Don't look at your circumstance. Don't look at what you are going through. That's not your true picture. For example, the fact that you failed does not mean you are a failure. It's an event that happened in your life. You must be able to separate it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, when scripture said that Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, you must understand that while he saw the stone because he was hungry he wanted to turn the stone to bread devil did the devil didn't physically appear to jesus and say turn this stone to bread did you get it jesus was able to separate the incidents and he was able to separate the voices he knew that this is not his voice now some of you hear voices and you feel the voices are yours no the voices that you hear they are the voices of the devil so you must be able to separate those voices some desires you feel they are not your desires they are actually desires put there by the devil you must be able to separate this and say this is who i am and this is not who i am the fact that i am thinking it doesn't mean it's me are you getting what i'm saying So Jesus knew that this is Satan. And that's why the Bible clearly puts it to you that the devil came and said, if this is stone, or if you're the son of God, turn this to bread. So you must be able to separate situations. Name them correctly. Name things correctly. Whatever situation you are going through, name it correctly. You are the son of God going through issues. And if issues were necessary for the perfection of Jesus as our savior, how much more you? Mm -hmm. All things are working together for your good. I like to put it this way. All things are working together to make me good. Which means that after I have gone through it, I have become better for it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So if before I went through it, it is different from who I have become after I went through it. Do you know a cocoon? When you see a cocoon, a cocoon is that thing, that weave that houses the uh, the caterpillar before the caterpillar eventually becomes a butterfly. The cocoon is that thing that surrounds the caterpillar. Uh, but when it breaks out of the cocoon, the, the butterfly it doesn't come out as a caterpillar anymore. So something about you changes when you go through the issues of this life. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you must be able to take back your identity from the the situations. Take back your identity from the crisis. And and name them correctly. Separate them. That this is who I am in Jesus Christ. If you understand it, say "I I understand. Now it says beholding us in the mirror the glory of God. You are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Which means that my experiential walk with God is a progressive walk. You met me in glory last year, but there is a new level of glory next year coming. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's a new level. It's a new dimension. That's why when I said some of you are stepping into the overflow, you just walked into a new dimension of glory. That's what has happened to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, Jesus, our life, everything that we're... Most of the things that we're going through here are carnal things. When I mean carnal, I mean they are human things. They are things that happen in the realm of the physical. Okay, but some of those things have spiritual implication. Now, if the death of Jesus Christ was to produce for you only spiritual implication, then it means that we have nothing to enjoy. But he says he has given to us all things that pertains to life and godliness. So the death of Jesus was to make you rich that's salvation mm-hmm. so in as much as I am interested in the salvation of or, or, the, or the forgiveness of sin as in salvation I'm also interested in the fact that money is coming my way are you getting what I'm saying I am also interested that things are going to happen to me the lines are falling onto me in prison Now, let me prophesy to you that the lines will fall to you in prison places and you will walk in a goodly heritage. Yeah. You will walk in the place of abundance. You will walk in the place of exploits. Yeah. The things you could not do this year, you will do them in a short while from now. Yeah. If that's for you, come on, say big amen. Yeah. So he says, "Behold, in the mirror of the glory of God, you are being transformed into the same image, from glory to glory, just as." the spirit of God. The working of the Holy Ghost is responsible for the engine, the transformation on your inside. So therefore I told you before that the, the pressure is not on you. The pressure to be who God wants you to be is not on yourself. So work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Okay? But it doesn't stop there. Philippians two eleven, It says, but it is God who works in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. So the pressure is not on you. The pressure is on the Holy Spirit. So whatever you want to see, all you need to say is, "Spirit of God, walk this in me. Walk it out in me. Walk it out in me. I want to live a peaceful life. Walk it out in me. I want to be a loving person. Walk it out in me. I want to be joyful all the time. Walk it out in me. I want to be able to handle life situation well." Work it out in me. Are you still here, somebody? So who you are in Christ is your reference point. You are being transformed into who you already are. You are being changed into who you already are. Your experience is coming to meet your position. And that's why the Bible says, in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, it says, what manner of love the Father has given to, to us that we should be called, what? The sons of God. He says, now are we sons, for it does not yet appear what we shall be like. Experience. I am am changing gradually. It does not yet appear what I really am, but I am hinging on my position. It doesn't look like it yet. Now, did you know that when you looked at Jesus when he was here physically, it took a revelation for you to know that Jesus was God. Sometimes he will do a miracle and he will say, "Hush, don't tell anybody. Okay. But after a while, he called his disciples, 12 of them, and he said to them, who do men say that I am? And then some began to say, some say you're Elijah, some say you're this, some say you're that. Then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit, he says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And then he says, yes, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father, who is in heaven. Now, the, the fact that you would have salvation from Jesus is because you understand the revelation of the fact that there is God in him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. Not counting the iniquities of men. So God was inside Jesus. He was the one who was prophesied about. 42 generations from Malachi when he came. After 42 generations the Bible says Jesus came, born of a carpenter's son, but he was God. He came still, he grew up like every child, but he still was God. Wasn't looking like God, but he was God. Born of a virgin woman. Jesus, who was the creator, was born by his creation. But he was God. What kind of humility is that? Where the creation is giving birth to the creator. That's, that's a level of humility. He says, for he did not count it robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation. He made himself in the likeness of man. And he humbled himself even to the death of the cross. That's Jesus for you. So it took a revelation for you to know that Jesus was God. But after a while, what happened? When Jesus went through the experience of life. Now hear me very well. When he went through the experience of life, what happened? The piercing and the breaking of the body of Jesus opened up the divinity of Jesus. And all of a sudden you could tell that Jesus was God immediately. Is somebody still here? Now, the Jesus who resurrected became the resurrected Lord and Christ. And from that moment, he began to walk in between walls, began to walk invisibly, began to walk as a supernatural being in a tangible world. That's Jesus. But he had to go through the cross. Now, I'm saying to you that the issues of this life is bringing out the divinity in you. (laughs) The issues of this life, the crisis of this life is bringing out the Christ in you. Now, some of you are going through stuff, but I came to remind you, it does not yet appear what you shall be like. For when he comes, we shall see him as he is. Which means that when Jesus comes, that's when you realize, oh, I truly am like him. But you must know now that I already am like him. But my experience is coming gradually to meet my position. Gradually, gradually. I'm just like Jesus. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. This is the peace that I give to you. It's not the one that the world gives. So be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Can I encourage someone here this evening? That whatever you are going through, he wants to use it. Whatever you are in now, he wants to use it for your good. Whatever you are seeing right now, that does not firm to the word he wants to use it for your good so don't be stuck in your experience don't be stuck in your experience i prophesied to someone that there is a baby you are about to give birth the time is due i'm your midwife now the time is due for you to give birth to that baby and i hear a word saying that now is the time to deliver for as soon as Zion travels, then she brought forth her children. She began to give birth. Visions have been born in this house, destinies have been born in this house, favors have been born in this place. If that's your portion. Shout, Yes, it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. You are walking in the overflow. You're walking in the overflow. There's a mighty overflow. Hallelujah. There is a mighty overflow. Do you believe that? There is a mighty overflow. Can you say it loud? There is a mighty overflow. overflow. Can you say it? I am living in the overflow. overflow. Say it again. Say, I am living in the overflow. That's your position. That's your position. Like I always say, don't challenge your position with your experience. Challenge your experience with your position. What's your what's your definition of reality? You know, you hear a lot of people say, I'm a realist. (laughs) You hear a lot of people say that. I'm a realist. I like to say the way it is. This is what I'm going through. But we are taught in the scripture how to talk. Say, let the weak say I'm strong. Mm, Jesus is more real than you. Oh, yeah. Jesus is more real than you. Let the poor say I'm rich. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. So that's your reality. Your reality is who you are in Christ Jesus. Your reality is nothing short of what Jesus is. Your reality is nothing short of what he has made you in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. Elijah's reality was that he heard rain falling. That was his reality. He heard rain falling. He said, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. And rain had not started to fall. But he, he connected to a higher reality because it was already reigning in heaven. For whatsoever you bind on the earth shall have been bound in heaven. Whatsoever you lose here has been already lost there. So what do you need to do? You begin to find out what is it that has been done there for me on my behalf. I bring it here. Hallelujah. Say, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. One of the ways I define faith is faith is the substantiating of things hoped for. To substantiate means to make something real to you. That's to substantiate. You have five senses. The sense of sight, sense of smell, sense of touch. Now, you're, you're, for example, because of this light, because of the light rays, um, the light shines on the object, is reflected in your retina upside down. And then the optic nerve transfers that information to your brain and your brain corrects it and puts it upside right and you now interpret what you are seeing and you're seeing this, this is a pulpit. Yeah? It's a pulpit. You can see it. So your eyes are substantiating this pulpit. Because the picture is coming into your eyes and it hits your retina. The light rays are here, but if you take the light out, your senses may not be able to substantiate this. But because of this light, you're able to substantiate the object. So that process of the image reflecting in your retina and your brain interpreting it as this is pulpit is called substantiating. To substantiate means to make something real and tangible to you. When you hear the, 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 the keyboard display, when you hear... um. Uncle Bumi played the piano and he's, he's substantiating the sense of his hearing Okay, because the sound waves get to his ears and it's interpreted in his brain as a melodious sound that is coming out and he's substantiating. He's, in, he's, in, um, he's not in dissonance with those who are playing the drums and the keyboard. He understands exactly what is happening. When you hear good music, you dance to good music because you are able to substantiate. Are you getting what I'm saying? Okay, so that's what it means to substantiate. So just like your physical senses substantiate physical things, there is something in the spirit that substantiates something spiritual, and what substantiates which is in the spirit is faith. This mic is breaking. So now faith is the substantiating of things in the spirit. Okay. Faith is the substantiating of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith does not create what is new. Faith brings into reality what already is. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what faith does. So, to substantiate is to make it real to you. A blind man walks here now, and he passes this pulpit, he doesn't see it. The pulpit is not real to him. But it doesn't mean that the pulpit is not there. So the fact that he can't see it does not mean that it's not existing. So the fact that you are not seeing something spiritually does not mean it's not happening already. It's just that something about you has not substantiated it. Somebody's receiving grace for faith now. The faith to substantiate what is in the spirit. The faith to substantiate what is in the heavens, What has been given to you says, you have been blessed with all spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. I prophesy upon you by the grace of God that next year, you are going to not reconcile where you are right now to where you will be next year. You guys are, you guys are looking, I'm even more tired than you are, but your, your amen is...
1: Oh, no, 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 no.
0: I said you will not be able to reconcile where you will be next year and where you are now.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. I pray for you also that in the coming year that God will open the heavens for you. Have you seen when a man is walking under closed heavens you do everything and nothing seems to work. But when you are walking under open heavens just a small thing you do it opens up. Somebody is going to walk in open heavens. The heavens are going to be opened over you. In the coming year if that's you shout yes it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. You're going to walk in an open heavens. Your business will flow. There will be a flow in your money. There will be a flow. There will be peace in your home next year. And it's beginning from now. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's beginning from now. Many of you have been confused about life. But you will see direction. Your life will take shape. You know when you put water in a, in a bottle. It, it, it confines the water. It gives the, the water shape. Your life will take shape. In, in, in a way that has never been expressed before hallelujah bow down your heads and give god the praise give him the glory give him praise give him glory i choose to believe my reality i choose to stay on my reality i choose to stay on my reality i choose to stay on my reality, to on my reality. glory to god glory to god glory to god thank you jesus Thank you, Jesus.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just to see you, to behold you as for your glory. I will do anything just to see you, to behold you. I want to be where you are. I want to be where you are. I want to be where you are. Yes, I want to be where you are. I want to be where you are. I want to be where you are. I want to be where. You I wanna be away
0: You're going to come. I was talking to Pastor Victor this evening as we were driving down this morning. And I said to him that there are basic things about everyone who identifies with us that I believe the person should come into fullness of. So one of the ways we know that you have gone through the Standpoint Church is when you have become schooled and discipled in the teaching of the gospel, the message of grace, one. And secondly, you have come into the fullness of your ministry. Your ministry, I mean to say, your relevance in the world. Because each and every one of us have ministries. Ministry is not limited to just the pastors who are here. We are here to realign you, to stay focused on your ministry. That's why we're here. So, I believe that God will bring many of us into the fullness of our ministries in 2016 because there are aspects of your life that has been neglected for a long time but there is a call for these things to wake back up again and also importantly for the fact that you are able to disciple other people you are able to grow someone in Christ, you are able to teach the basic doctrines of the gospel so you have become a teacher By virtue of what you've learned That's why if you're not growing You are you are slowing down yourself Because you cannot be here Hear the things that you hear And your life is still the same You can't even teach them But at this level You must be able to teach Paul said to Timothy Pass to faithful men Those things that I have given to you Give also to faithful so, by the grace of God, we are going to come into the fullness of our ministries. I want to, I want to, I want to organize networks of professionals, network, networks of doctors, network of um, lawyers, of engineers, people who will express their ministries according to kingdom principles in their profession. Turn your plowshares into. Um, Turn your swords into... No, no, no. Turn your pruning hook into swords. And your plowshares into weapons of war. Which means convert your ministry. Or convert your profession, rather, into ministry. So by the grace of God, you're going to come in fullness of your ministry. In the coming year. Hallelujah. Ministries are being born right now. There is grace for... There is grace upon your life. I speak the grace of God upon you. I speak the peace of God upon you. I speak the anointing of the Most High upon you. The anointing of God will overshadow you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Clap your hands. Give God grace. This concludes this
1: message.